What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Combo Church Podcast. My name is Craig. And my name is Kara, and we are the lead pastors of Combo Church. If you are listening on combochurch.com, iTunes, or Spotify, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like. We love it when you share with your family and friends, and we would love it if you could leave us a great review. Our prayer for you is that the message today will inspire purpose, encourage life, and build faith in you. Enjoy Enjoy the the message. message. And uh, so going, actually, this is the time where we open up the Bible. We go to uh, the Word of God. We believe that wholeheartedly, we believe that we, we need God's Word for our life, for everyday life. We believe that the Word of God is not just some archaic religious book filled with rules and regulations, but it actually is filled with life. It's, filled, it's the instruction manual for living, for loving people, for finding your purpose. For, but ultimately, the biggest purpose is to, to have a relationship with your Creator. And so at Convo Church, we, we, uh, we work really hard to communicate this message consistently, that the whole reason why all this is happening is because there is a God who created you and he loves you and he's passionately pursuing you because he wants that relationship with you. And, and that's what we're going for today and we hope that you find as well. And um, while you're, let's go ahead and, and turn in our Bibles. We're gonna go to the book of 1 John, kind of towards the end of your Bible, if you have that with you, 1 John chapter 4. And, uh, and yes, this is a chapter that's talking about love. And no, it's not just because it's Valentine's Day and you have to have like stereotypical messages for special days like this. No, we, it's, uh, it's actually pretty strategic in, in what we're going to be going into as a church for the next season. It just happens to fall on Valentine's Day. So it just all works out. It's almost like God knew what he was doing or something. So 1 John chapter 4. You found it in a Bible, you saw it up here behind me, or you've pulled up your YouVersion Bible app, which everyone should have. And uh, we're going to read starting in verse 7. <clears throat> oh, no, actually, I want to do something before we read. Is that okay? All right, this, just work with me, okay? Just, just play along with me. I want everybody to repeat after me. If you're a guest, this is no, this is not where we get weird. Well, that depends on your definition. But I just... I just want you to work with me, okay? So, so everybody repeat after me, even online, even if you're in, a, in a, a crowded place, probably not, or you'd be here in person. Say this. Say, I promise, I promise to, love people, to love all people the way that God loves me. The way that God loves me. All right, let's do it one more time. I promise, I promise to love all people, love all people the, way that God loves me. the way that God loves me. All right, here's the magic time, the third time. I promise, I promise to love all people the way that God loves me. Don't you wish it was that easy? That we could just say, close, all right, let's go home. We got it figured out. We repeated our mantra today. We're going to go, don't you wish it was that easy? But we live in a real deal world surrounded by real deal challenges and maybe even some real deal people that want to challenge this desire that, that is of the heart of God and actually does exist, I believe, in the hearts of most people to want to actually love our society and love our community and the people around us. But we have some challenges, and uh, the cool thing is is that God is fully aware of the challenges that we face that would keep us from doing the thing that we just tried to, like, you know, confess into existence. And there are things that we can confess into existence, but there's also the things that we have to walk out once we have begun to confess those things. Can I get an Amen. Y'all aren't going to be quiet on me today, are you? We are, we are a loud church. All right, now we're really ready to read in 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. 
It says, dear friends, let us continue to love one another. Kind of paints a picture that at some point there was some love going on. For love comes from God. Where does love come from? And anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Don't you love it when the Bible doesn't really kind of mince words about what God is trying to say? There's just moments where you read certain things and you're like, Man, I, just, I just wish you would speak clearly, God. Like, what are, you, what are you trying to say about love here in this particular context? Verse 9, it says, God showed how much he loved us because love isn't just a thought. Love is an action. And he did so by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Okay, just we're, we're continuing to make it more and more clear. This is real love. We live in a world where we have decided that we are going to make love fit into our own narrative. We're going to make love fit into what we're comfortable with. And that's not how it works. That's how you jack it up. So God wants you to know what real love is. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loves us so much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. And I love the world, the whole world, everybody. And all who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and, lay, and they live in God. And we know how much God loves us. He has put our, and we have put our trust in his love. A couple more verses. Y'all doing okay? Okay. God is love. There it is again. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So there's a process, isn't there? There's a process of learning what love is. And so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. I love that passage. Father, even in the moments that we have today, would you just help us? Help us, help us get past the clutter. Help us get past the barriers. Uh, help us get past our own hurts and pains and wounds that have come from uh, others who don't know how to love or know how to show it. And God, even in ourselves, even in our own limitations where we have struggled to live like you, Jesus, in this world, uh, Lord, we, we humble ourselves before you. And, and God, take, take these words, these words that you've given me, Lord, and would you... Make it come to life today in the moments that we have together. And we just ask it in, in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. 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 So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we had uh, a Vision Sunday. And for us, that just means that's kind of the week where we get to lay out what we believe God is speaking to us as a church as we go into this upcoming year. And one of the main initiatives that came out of this particular Vision Day was what we're calling my community, my responsibility. I can actually get you to repeat that to me. Say my community, my responsibility. So over the coming weeks and months, this is going to take shape more and more. And, uh, and one of the things that we've been talking about and we believe very strongly is that prophetically speaking, as far as what God is speaking into the year that is ahead of us, and this is not just a convo church thing, I believe this is a big C thing, the big church globally, is that what God desires to pour out in this time, specifically in this year, is a new fresh wave of his love. 
And that's not just some weird mamby-pamby floating around, everyone's acting like a bunch of weirdos type of love. Like, here's the problem. We have to define what love is. We have to understand what love is. And this scripture that we have laid out that we're gonna break down today, I believe lays that out and gives us clear instruction on how we can move forward. Not making it up as we go, not figuring it out on our own, not loving other people in the context of what we know based on what's been done to us, but actually seeing who love is and figuring out how in our life can we practically walk out this very thing that God has called us to. So we believe there's gonna, I believe with all my heart that we are in the midst of the beginnings of, a, of one of the greatest outpourings of the Spirit of God that our, our world has ever seen. And, uh, and, and, and as we've said before, and this is part of the prophetic word that God has spoken, is that I don't, if you've been in the church world for, for a while, you've known church history, it's sometimes we, we desire these moves of God, we desire these outpourings of the Spirit of God, but then we compare it to what we've experienced in the past, and we're like, yeah, we just, um, yeah, it would be great if it was like that. As we would just want to see the good old days resurrected again. And God's not trying to resurrect something. God's trying to bring something new. God's not trying to take our old dead religion that we were used to in years past, what we're comfortable with, what we've loved, what, what scratches our itch and makes us feel good. He's not trying to resurrect that. He's trying to do something new. And for God to do something new, he needs his people to be open and to be humble and to be teachable and to be available to him. So that what he desires to do, he looks out and he sees his people, and what he sees are people who are just saying there, sitting there saying, yes, yes, yeah, God, whatever it is, whatever you say, we will do. Wherever you call us, we will go. And that's the thing that I believe that, that God is trying to do in this time. Um, we, we've had other prophetic words come, even within our team, talking about visions of seeing just people running to and flooding the churches. And that's, and which I believe is true, but sometimes you, you kind of get this like field of dreams, you know, situation. Like if you build it, they will come. So all we got to do, guys, just show up, make sure the doors are unlocked, and just wait. Like, no, that's, it's just not, that'd be great, right? That'd be great for anything. If you're starting a business, just like, I don't have to advertise. You just got to open up the doors, you know. It's, no, it's, there, there are things to be done, Right. But the, but the picture that God, I believe, is painting for the church at large is that out in our world around us, the world that we have a responsibility to love and to go reach and to connect with, right, and build relationship with, the ones that we like, the ones that don't like us back, the ones that we want to hang out with, and maybe the ones that we don't want to hang out with. God is calling us to connect with people, not because they're like us, but because they're made in the image of God. God wants relationship with them. <clears throat> Honestly, and I passionately believe that, um, that what's going to happen in our church world, specifically starting this year, it's not just going to be a 2021 thing, but there's something that is beginning and starting now. That the, the fruit that's going to come from you and I, those who call themselves Jesus followers, uh, and even sometime for the first time, are learning again what it means to love God and to love people. Isn't it funny how we, we go through seasons and cycles of like complication? Like, all right, what are we supposed to be doing? I don't know, let's just figure something out. Like, who's got, who's got a good catchphrase that really is gonna bring the people in, you know? And we all, we go through, and eventually God's like, it's, guys, it's just love, love me and love my people. Love me and love my people. And if it's that simple, then we have to make sure we understand what God's talking about when he uses the word love. Because honestly, this is the foundation of the kingdom of God. It's the foundation of the gospel. It's the foundation of what the church is supposed to be. 
And, uh, and I'll be the first to admit, it doesn't take rocket scientists to look over history and realize that the church has actually done a, we've had some bad moments <laughs> in history when it comes to actually doing this. We've had, we've had some not proud moments. And, and because of that, it's caused some people to say, well, the, then the church is wrong. So I'm just going to go do my Jesus thing on my own. And that's not the solution either. Because then you end up going out and trying to do something on your own that you were never meant to do on your own. When, here, here's what's crazy. Even if you were to go out and be like, you know what, I'm just going to go hang out with a couple of friends I know that love Jesus, and we're just going to love Jesus together because the, the church is just an established organization. It's a corporation, and it's blowing everything it's supposed to be. But here's the thing. If you start doing, even with just a couple of friends, what the Bible tells you to do and what the Holy Spirit says he empowers you to do, even what you do will begin to grow and multiply to the point where you have to organize it, and you have to begin to look at people, and we have to bring people together. Like the church is going to grow when you do what the church is called to do. Now, there's just no way around it. If you've come to Convo Church specifically or you're checking things out online and you're like, you know, I'd really like the size of this church, man. It just feels good. It's comfortable. It's not too big. You know, it's, 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 it's not small, but it's not too big. Listen, I can just guarantee you, hang around a couple more months, and if smallness is something that you crave, then there may be a problem. Because the kingdom of God, listen, Heaven is a large place. I hate to burst any bubbles. Heaven's a big place. Even when you look in the book of Revelation and the measurements of the new Jerusalem, it's large. It's large. There's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be more people than you would even think there's going to be. I had a professor in Bible college tell me one time because he always used to like stir up the classroom and, uh, and, and he asked a question about a, a which I want, you know, a, a prolific evil villain in history. And just asked the question, you think, this, you think he's going to be in heaven? Oh, my gosh, you just dropped a bomb in the class. And you've always had the two or three people that even if they disagree, they're going to argue the other point just because they love to see the argument. Oh, that's impossible, all the things that he did, blah, blah, blah. And then he, finally, at the very end of the class, he calms everything down. And he gets everyone's attention. He's like, well, because somebody was like, well, what do you think? And, of course, they never actually tell you what they think. This is what he said. He goes, I believe that when we get to heaven, we're going to be blown away at who we see. And we might be blown away at who we don't see. All I know is that the love of God is so great. And throughout Scripture, it says that that God's judgment is not chasing humanity. It's actually his love and his kindness. His kindness brings people to repentance so that they can experience the love and the fulfillment, uh, the fulfillment that comes from a relationship with God, knowing you, that you were born and created with a purpose, knowing that you're not an accident regardless of what has been told to you, that you were someone that God, that God put on this planet, even though it wasn't somebody else's plan, guess what? It was his plan. And he knew your name before you were even conceived and before you were born. And he had a purpose for you. And he's, his, whole, his whole reasoning for you being here isn't just for you to do stuff. It's so that he can have that relationship with you. And through that relationship, you discover a purpose. You discover a passion. And you realize where it comes from. And you realize there's nothing that you have possibly done to deserve the love and the grace of a great God. Yet he's given it to you anyway. And because of that love and because of that great grace, now there's a reason for you to walk on this planet. Now there's a reason for you to interact with society in a way that you never have before. Now there's a reason for you to understand what Jesus said when he says, uh, 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 love those who persecute, or pray for your enemies and love those who persecute you. It's like you begin to realize that Jesus actually didn't have any enemies. 
Maybe there were enemies from the outside looking in, but from Jesus' point of view looking out there, there were none. It's kind of hard to have an enemy when you love him. And that's something that God is calling us to. Everything else comes, everything else from the kingdom of God comes from a place of love. But if we don't know what love is, then we'll end up going out and doing things on our own instead of doing things God's way. So not to give you a, like a Bible college lesson, but um, in, specifically in the New Testament, which the vast majority of it was written originally in the Greek language. Is this powerful? Are you, has your life changed? Okay, good. You should write this down. But there were, in, in the Greek language, there are, there's, there's actually seven words that kind of hit all the nuances of, of the word love. The English language, we're more simple folk. We just use the word love. Man, I love my wife. Because our 21st Valentine's together. Well, I mean, technically, but 20, we're going with 21. Married 20 years. Man, I love pizza. <laughs> Not the same. Not the same. But like commercial. I love you, man. Not the same. Not the same. But we're using the same word. So you can see how in our society the word can be a little bit confused when it comes to the word love. But there is a word that in the original language which scripture in the New Testament was written was used for the word love that is connected to God's type of love. I'm sure many of you have heard this before, but it's this word called agape. So agape love, or also referred to as God's love, is selfless love. It's love with no agenda, no hook, not looking for anything else in return. And honestly, I think from a human standpoint, that's not really something that everyone's like, oh yeah, I can totally identify with that. It's like, no, because what we typically experience, and let's, let's not point out, let's reflect inward, what we have mostly even been guilty of in our own life when it comes to love, whether it's, whether it's romance, whether it's friendships, whether it's colleagues, whether it's a city, whatever it may be, even God, is that we, we tend by our broken human nature to go after things with a hook. Even if, that's, even if we don't have, an, like per se, an evil intention, like, I just can't wait to suck the life out of this relationship. Woo! You know, that's, most people don't go at it that way. Now, y'all have met some people that maybe they do, but most people aren't going at it that way, but because of what is naturally inside of us, that ends up being our propensity. We get into romantic relationships, and we actually work ourselves from the outside in. We start from what is pleasing and appealing to us on the outside, whether it's what's going to come to us, whether what we can get out of it, whether how we can benefit. You know, we go into a career, a job, not because we just have such a passion for the people ahead of us, but because we see the dollar signs on a potential paycheck. And eventually, maybe we even love to, you know, learn to love the role and love what we do. But here's the cool thing about the kingdom of God and that agape, selfless love of God. It doesn't start from the outside and work its way in. God starts from the inside and he works his way out. And that's the only love that can do that. Friendship love is fantastic, but even that can most of the time start superficially before something quality ever develops. And then there's another uh, word that gets used, it's called eros, another one of those Greek words that really has a lot more to do with, with selfish love or the type of love that has an agenda or the type of love that's like, I'm in this for what I can get out of it and when I've get, gotten out of it what I want, then I'm done with it. And I know in our world we have way too many people, even in this room or watching online, that that's been your experience. You, you gave of yourself thinking that there was something that was going to be quality and lifelong only to be treated as if you were uh, a piece of meat or just a commodity. And when somebody got what they wanted from you, then they were gone on to somebody else. 
And it leaves this trail of brokenness and woundedness and, and just destruction everywhere it goes. So when we start talking about, hey, God is love. Our heavenly father loves us. Some people don't know what it's like to be loved by an earthly father. And the love that, that our earthly father said that they gave to us was a love that, that brought hurt, it brought abuse, it brought all these things that we want to compartmentalize and forget or just or never make ourselves available ever again to anybody else because there may be the chance that somebody's going to do that again. God is love. And then we pull out our memory. We're like, well, if God's love, I don't want anything to do with that because I've experienced love before. God says, that's, that's not me. That's not, that's not what I'm about. Here's the other thing, too. When it says God is love, it's, it's, it's not something he does. It's his identity. Think about that. God isn't a vengeful, judgmental God waiting to punish you, and part of his strategy to draw you in is to do things in acts of love. No, it's, in, it's just he can't, he can't exist apart from love. He can't exist apart from selfless, no agenda. Like he didn't send, if, if he sent Jesus to die on the cross, and this, this hasn't happened and never will, and no one had ever received Christ, would he have gone back in time and changed that? No, because he did it out of pure, selfless love. And Jesus was obedient to the cross out of pure, selfless love. And that church is the type of love that God is desiring the church to embrace for ourselves because we have to get it on our inside before we can walk it out on the outside. When we don't do that, what happens is we become a picture of religion. Just another man-made institution who's come up with our own rules and regulations and our own methods and our own preferences and, and our own biases and our own prejudices based on what is good for us. The church has a responsibility to learn to love like Jesus did and to learn to love how God is so that we can begin to walk out what's in front of us. I don't say this lightly, like this is no big deal. Like, all right, we got it. When you, on, your, on your way out today, everybody gets a certificate of love training. And uh, we're good. So let's just go, let's go do that thing. I know that when it comes to this topic, there is a work that needs to be done. And again, it's not a work that's done from the outside in. It's a work that has to be done from the inside out. God, you have to get our hearts and transform our hearts before you can get to our minds. And before he even gets to our faces, man, some of us got the love of God all up in here, right? But it hasn't made its way to right here. Can I, can I get an amen from somebody? As there a witness in here today, I know somebody, not online, you're friendly at home, but here we got some real folk that are trying to do some work and, you know, on the inside. I mean, I love Jesus. Like, well, you should let your face know because it's having, it's not, it's not quite, it's not quite making all the way up. No, we got to get the love of God working inside of us. So listen, so here, if you if you we got note takers, uh, that's just what we do at Convo because we believe what we speak on Sunday is going to connect to your Monday through your Saturday. Come on, we're not just checking a religious box here. So here's the first one. Love starts with God. And here's another thing. Now, now, now judge this of yourself, not somebody else, because that's the easy thing to do. Judge this of yourself. Look at, evaluate your relationships. Because here's the deal. If it doesn't start, if love doesn't start with God, it doesn't start with love. Let me rephrase that. Relationships that don't start with God, don't start with love. God is love. God is love. 
Now, those relationships may start with some kind of love, but it ain't God's love. And can it change over time? Absolutely, because God is a God of beautiful transformation. God can take the greatest disaster and through a, a humble heart and through the power and the love of the Holy Spirit, transformation is something that God majors in. Man, God takes something that was meant for destruction and death and he turns it upside down to be an instrument of righteousness and power and holiness and love. But listen, it, to, to begin that transformation process for you, it has to start with love. Because when it starts truly with love, you know that God's at the front end of the situation. In verse 7 and 8, it says, For love comes from God, and anyone who loves, again, we're talking about agape, anyone who loves is a child of God. You've been adopted by God into his family. That means that he chose you. I love how God's adoption process with us takes place before we prove ourselves whether we're worthy of it or not. It's so powerful. God is love. And here's the second one right here. First one, what did I say? Do you remember those two seconds ago? Love starts with God. And here's the second one. We have to love like Jesus. Love like Jesus. That's so easy, right? That's like the easiest message to preach ever. Just, what do we do? Starts with God. Love like Jesus. Piece of cake. Get your certificate. We're, on the, we're, we're done here. Now, but love is a verb. So the love of God the Father it's an existing concept. It exists within the nature of who God is. But for it to become tangible, it had to become an action. For us to understand what God was trying to do, it had to become visible. It had to become an action. And so Jesus was not just the Son of God here, only to die on the cross, only to, you know, to make sure that you got fire insurance and could go to heaven when it's all said and done. No, Jesus came to be the hands and the feet of the love of the Father, to show us exactly what love is supposed to be like. And I know, I know, everyone's like, dude, that's Jesus. Like, he also walked on water. You don't see me walking on water. He also raised the dead. You don't see me raising the dead. Well, maybe you haven't prayed for any. Jesus came and did what he did to show us that it's possible, to show you that it's possible. He came like the people that were supposed to accept him and to welcome him were the ones that rejected him the most. And the ones who were supposed to be rejecting him because they lived so far from God were the ones that he chased after. They were the ones that he built relationship with. The, the, the tax collectors, which we would translate that into just, I don't know, I think that fits the bill for just any person you don't like. You just, you just label them a tax collector. That's kind of that's the theological breakdown of that. Any, yeah, you tax collector, you know. IRS, whatever it is, whatever works for you, just look at it and be like, Jesus loved tax collectors too. They're not going to know what you're talking about, but that's okay. It's about your heart. That's what we're working on here. But Jesus, when he, he saw the prostitute and he didn't do what the law demanded to be done. He responded out of grace and love. And because of his action of love, it brought transformation to somebody's life. Loving somebody the way that Jesus loves doesn't mean that we just are good with where their brokenness is. It just means that we don't smash them upside the head with a rock when they mess up. We lead them into a place of love and transformation. And that's what Jesus came to show us how to do. When he walked the streets and he chose to go interact with the Samaritans, when everybody else in his culture would go out of their way to avoid them, when there were racial issues that were taking place and Jesus, Jesus targeted them to build relationship, he didn't avoid them. That's the heart of God. Jesus came to put hands and feet to a concept that is too far from human nature and God. 
Jesus says, no, I'm going to show you what it looks like. John 15, 13, I love this because we ultimately, we know what Jesus did. He went to the cross. You know, that wasn't the only thing, but that was, the, that was kind of the culmination and the crux of everything that Christ came to accomplish because he was able to defeat sin. He was able to defeat hell, the grave, all the things that were supposed to take us out and, and take away our hope. Jesus conquered those things and said, now in me, you will have life and life eternal. In John 15, 13, we can, relate to, we, can, we can relate to this in different ways when it comes to close friendships. John 15, 13 says, there is no greater love, agape, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And maybe you're not gonna be going to the cross, but there are things right in our life that we gotta lay down so that we can love the people that, that are in our life. There are things that maybe we have to give up. There are things that were easy to us, but now we have to realize that it's not just about me anymore. Like when you get married, you begin to realize it. It, it doesn't really matter which direction the toilet paper rolls or unrolls. It's just, uh, I'm going to have to lay down my life, you know. That wasn't my experience. I just, you know, I've talked to people. That was actually probably more of her experience than anything. But, but no, like there are things that we, because I'm going to love without an agenda, then there are things in my life that I'm going to be willing to lay down because through that sacrifice, I'm able to love. Love is sacrifice. The father sacrificed the son, the son sacrificed his own life, and we also sacrifice for those around us that we love. And that's the heart of God. So come on, on this, on this Valentine's Day 2021, when a day when the normal focus for everybody is romance and chocolate and candy and hearts and, and, uh, and, and not, to, you know, not to damper things, but even a, a day when a lot of people make really poor choices, all in the name of love. Um, may we be challenged to say, God, will you search our hearts? Can we, can we also reevaluate when we look at our relationships? You know, our, and not, not those to us, but how we are interacting to those around us. My friendships, my coworkers, my neighbors, my spouse, my children. Am I loving them the way that God loves me? Am I laying down my life for them in a, in a way that would allow them to experience the love of God? So here's the thing that I think another thing that's gonna impact the way that the church moves forward this year is that we can't assume that everybody around us in the world knows God and knows his love. Guess what Jesus did when he ascended back to heaven and he put his spirit in the early church? Guess what that meant? That meant that now people, that's you and that's me, that's you and that's me, are now in the driver's seat of carrying on the very thing that Jesus started. And that's, that's a terrible plan. If I was on God's board, I would have been like, I don't I don't know, I think, I think this, we need to table this motion and kind of move on to a different topic. I don't think it'd be wise, you've seen what these people do. I don't think you wanna put this in this thing. He's like, no, I, I do, because that's what love does. And I think that the church, when we begin to grow in the love of God, we have the potential to see something powerful happen, something that the world has never seen before. And we can take back love, not to hold on to, but to be able to say, you know, our world is so confused because they've, they've seen so many negative and wrong demonstrations of love. God, would you help us to begin to transform ourselves from the inside out so that we can begin to be the true hands and feet of this love in the same way that Jesus did. So I wanna pray for you today. And um, we'll also pray over anything you're eating today to celebrate love, that it all be sugar-free, paleo, no carbs. <laughs> so it's like all carbs. <laughs> we'll bless that too.
But listen, can you, can you relate to this message today? Is there something inside of you where you're like, man, I know, I know that even if I have experienced the love of God, there's more. Listen, get that, get that in your hearts as well. When it comes to the presence of God, when it comes to the love of God, if you've experienced the pure love of God before, know that there's more. It doesn't stop there. And maybe even though you've had uh, a failed attempts to experience love in your own life, don't stop there. Don't let it hold you back because there's something very special inside of you that God is trying to do. There's something very special that God is trying to get a hold of inside of you. And I hope that you'll open up your hearts to the Lord today. Will you stand up with me and let me, let me pray for you? First things first, let's, let's deal with ourselves, okay? Because it, ha- it has to start with us. We can't walk around being like, yep, that was a great message on love, and you ain't living it. <laughs> no, let's start with ourselves, right? Self-reflection, self-confession, taking it to the Lord and saying, God, I think I've failed in this attempt. And I've had good moments, but I've had some really bad ones. I haven't, I haven't loved my spouse like I'm supposed to. I haven't, I haven't loved my kids consistently the way that you've loved me as your kid. I haven't, I haven't shown love to people around me, to my neighbors. I, I, haven't, I haven't even loved on social media, God, the way that you would love on me. Let's start with ourselves and, and let's challenge ourselves to what God wants to begin in you starting today. But we get to start walking it out this week. And I'm believing that even next week, there are gonna be people who are here with you as a result of you walking out this new revelation of God's love in your life. People are desperate to be included in the kingdom of God. People are desperate. Don't believe, don't believe the lies that would say, nah, nobody wants to know, they don't wanna hear, they don't wanna come, no. I believe people are desperate to experience the love of God even if they don't know how to identify it. So put your hand on your own heart and this is where we start today, Father. Lord, it starts with us, God. And so I just pray for every single person right now within the shout of my voice. Father, in this room, online, wherever they are, Father, those that even watch this and listen to it later, God, I pray today that we would start with us. God, we humble ourselves before you and we ask for your forgiveness for not, uh, for not, <laughs> for one, for not trusting you to love us and for not fully receiving the love that you so freely give. God, I pray for any individual here who has experienced such significant pain and wounding from those who said that they loved them. God, those that need healing today, Father, because that only you can do this type of work. And Father, we pray, Lord, for those hearts that are broken, that are scarred, that are bitter, that are, that are distant and shy and disconnected because of the pain that they've experienced, the abuses they have experienced, the rejection, And Father, we right now, supernaturally, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, we speak healing into these hearts right now. A work, God, that only you can do. But Father, we soften our hearts and we surrender ourselves to your loving touch to receive the healing, Lord, that comes from you and to receive a love that is so pure, expecting nothing in return. But God, just like any loving relationship would have, God, because of the love that we've received with you, Lord, we, we want to show that love back. We want to love you back. And we want to be able to love those around us as well, Father. So this week, Lord, as we walk out into this world, a world that is extra charged, 
a world where everyone's on the, on the edge of their seat, ready to cancel and delete people. A world that can't wait to just have one more sharp thing to say to cut at somebody. Lord, would we lead the charge with love? Would we choose in moments of wisdom, silence instead of retaliation? And in moments of confusion, Lord, in wisdom, would you give us words of love to speak that will bring people together instead of tear people apart? And we thank you, Lord, that you've given us that example. Lord, help us to live like your son. Jesus, help us to live like you. We need your help. Holy Spirit, we need your power to do so. We can't do it on our own. We don't have the strength within us to do it on our own. So we, we call on your power, Holy Spirit, to fill us to do what only you can do. Thank you again for joining us on the Combo Church Podcast. Special shout out to those who give so generously to Combo Church. It's because of you that this ministry is even possible. If you want to sow into the ministry, go to combochurch.com and simply click the Give button. It's that easy. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, follow, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories and tag us at Combo Church. Thanks again for listening. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Combo Church Podcast.